0: blog talk radio come on now let's do it welcome to the koi pond and water garden podcast a podcast for the aquatically obsessed with your host mike gannon the pond hunter in pursuit of all things aquatic bringing you koi pond and water garden advice straight from the field The show starts now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the advice comes straight from the field, but quite honestly, I'm sitting in my office recording this podcast for you guys. Hey, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. I'm Mike Gannon, and I host this podcast for the aquatically obsessed, like yourself. And here we talk about all things aquatic, with the main focus on the world of ponds. This is episode 71, and we're going to talk about some seasonal concerns a lot of pond keepers have to deal with, a change in seasons, especially where they live. Um, There's always some changes in how we manage our ponds during those times of seasonal change. Some seasons, of course, are easier than others, but each season has its demand that the pond keeper will need to recognize and deal with. Where I live... I live in the Northeast United States in the state of New Jersey. And in the Northeast United States, um, it's known for its color changes of foliage during autumn. The New England area, especially famous for this spectacle of nature. And those changing leaves create an amazing sea of color. There's blazing reds, oranges, and yellows. It's truly a natural beauty, which draws visitors from all around the country. All around the world come and visit. New Jersey is not part of this autumnal natural phenomenon uh, as far as being part of the classic New England area, but we certainly get our share of that um, color that just kind of blazes through all the trees in the area. However, once those amazing colors fade into brown after several weeks, those billions of leaves begin to detach and fall we literally call this time of year fall (laughs) autumn in my mind is a longer period of time it's the actual season and during autumn we have the fall all of those leaves fall off of the trees in massive quantities and once all the tourists go home the job of cleaning up our roads lawns everywhere begins leaf removal it's a big job up in these areas of course These sudden and massive quantities of leaves falling into our ponds create something of a seasonal challenge for pond keepers who live in these areas. So I want to cover some autumn pond keeping tips in this episode. My company, um, Full Service Aquatics, based in Summit, New Jersey, manages a couple of hundred koi ponds, water gardens, water features. All of them are affected by autumn fall of leaves. The fall really keeps the service technicians at full service aquatics very busy during this time of year with fall services for ponds. Many of the tasks that we perform for our clients make the pond keeping experience an overall nicer experience. So I want to share some of these with you all, some professional pointers. I imagine if you're listening to a podcast on pond keeping, you have a pond in your life. Hey, by the way. If you're a listener, obviously you are, I'd appreciate a rating and appreciate even more if you would all share the show with another pond keeper. If you're new to this podcast, you can find more pond content on my YouTube channel, of course, on Facebook, and my website has tons of pond content. So check out FullServiceAquatics.com. Full Service Aquatics is based out of Summit, New Jersey. We specialize in the design, install, and services of koi ponds, water gardens, and water features. 908-277-6000 if you want to check it out, fullserviceaquatics.com. So check out some of the tips that I have for you guys. It may or may not apply to your particular pond, but use what you can. There's something here for all pond keepers. So when autumn starts, and I think of that as September 1st, By the moon and stars, it begins on September 22nd, 23rd, usually. So let's just call it September. We can all agree on that. Autumn lasts September, October, and November, right? So that's kind of the season that we're considering for the sake of this podcast. And some of the considerations that we have to think about, well, let's talk about fish. How do you not talk about the fish? Now is the time to begin using a low-temperature formulated food. There's lots of them out there. Find the best recipe you can. If you need any advice, I always say you guys can reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to point you in the direction if you're looking for a particular food or just a recommendation. And um, autumn is also the time to start feeding your fish as much as they want to eat. Let those fish eat. Feed them up. Your livestock koi, and goldfish need to begin building up some fat reserves for the winter. This is the perfect time of year, the only time of year to get this done. Ignore the so-called feeding rules that apply to the high season of feeding fish and feed your fish during the autumn as much as they will eat. Fatten them up so they can burn this fat all winter when they're not feeding. If you can get in multiple feedings during the day, Try to do that. Usually, by the time late October rolls around, their desire for feeding will dramatically drop off. And by mid-November, your koi and goldfish, again, in the areas that experience a seasonal change, they stop eating. And it's advised to stop feeding them, even on the occasional warmer days when they're active. Autumn, interestingly, is when you go from feeding your fish the most to feeding them the least. In just a short period of eight to ten weeks so you can see why autumn has some special considerations as a pond keeper pond keepers need to take stock of their fish this time of year too take inventory take a real good look at your fish this time of year as they head into the winter months as we go through the high season of summer and everything where you know fish are crazy and active and plants are blooming there's just so much going on with the pond As much as we see our fish, we may not really take a look at them. So I want you to take a good look at your fish before we head into the winter. How do they look? How do they really look? Try to generally assess their overall health. Know how they are looking before winter sets in so you can see what they look like after wintertime and kind of compare. It helps you become a better fish keeper. If you needed to address any health issues now would be the time to do it. Winter time makes it exceedingly difficult to address those types of things so try to get it done during the fall, during autumn. Get a count of your fish as well. Try to know how many fish you have going into winter since some of you pond keepers may not be seeing your fish until next spring. I think it's important to know how many fish you have going into and coming out of the winter months. It's also the time of year to switch to low-temperature water treatments, not just the food. If you supplement your pond with bacteria and such, be sure that you're using low-temperature formulations of those products. If you have aquatic plants or You know, you just have a straight-up water garden. It's a good time of year to remove those floating plants, like water lettuce and water hyacinth. After the first freeze, those plants are shot anyway. So it's time to get them out while they are not mushy. Tropical plants, not necessarily the floaters, but for example, tropical plants like canna, lilies, other plants along those lines, they can be winterized for next season. If you have elephant ear, those kind of things growing in your pond, winterize them. They'll come back next year. You just need to have a little specific care to get them through the winter months. Your hardy plants can stay in the pond. They can get cut back this time of year. There's an episode of the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast that actually covers in detail how to winterize aquatic plants. There's an entire episode. Um, it's a big topic. So check out episode 54 if you want to hear some detailed information Um about winterizing your aquatic plants. That's episode 54 of the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast. But um, yeah, so autumn is that time of year to winterize your plants. Clean your filters and equipment before going into winter. Make sure filter pads, pump intakes, baskets, nets, sponges, etc., are all clean and clear of blockages, debris, and other obstructions. Clean your skimmer, clean your biofilter, take out your pump, inspect it, clean it. Make sure there's no obstructions. Check out all of your equipment. Disconnect and remove any equipment that needs to be placed inside and away from those tough winter weather months. Many pond keepers have to deal with that. You can't keep your stuff out all year. Pressure filters Ultraviolet systems and other various equipment may not be suited to be outdoors year round when living in zones that freeze. Make sure you don't end up destroying your equipment uh, because you didn't deal with them in the autumn. Makes for an expensive springtime. Um, If you have lighting on your pond, clean the lenses at this time so they shine bright all winter be sure to adjust your timer for the winter cycle since dark periods are much longer and earlier. I usually have my lights go on around 4 PM during winter, but then again, I'm a lighting guy. I like seeing lights lighting during the winter months can range from serene and dramatic to maybe even a little eerie and just plain really cool. Sparkling ice formations, glowing ice and snow mounds around the pond they are really some of my favorite winter scenes. Just beautiful. So clean those lenses on your lights. Adjust those timers for maximum lighting enjoyment during the winter months. Do this now. And while you're dealing with equipment, autumn is the time to stage your de-icers. You don't necessarily have to plug them in until after the first hard freeze. I usually, recommending, I usually recommend using a combination of a floating de-icer. Sometimes they're referred to as heaters. They don't actually heat your water because they they typically go to about 52 degrees, which is cold. You don't want to shower in 52 degree water. Uh, So it's not really a heater. I call them floating de-icers. That's a more accurate term. And an aerator. That's a combination that I like to use. Really, I recommend using an aerator year round, but at least during winter. Um, It acts as passive circulation. It oxygenates the pond. Uh, it releases gases and it keeps a hole open in um, icy conditions. It actually they work really well. If I had to choose one or the other, I'd probably choose an aerator over a deicer, but I use both and I recommend both. And there's actually there's another podcast on the topic on how to deice koi ponds, water gardens, and water features. Um, check out ep- episode 46 for that podcast. That that too. It's an entire topic how to de-ice. There's a right and wrong, better and worse way to do it. Anyway, um, get your de-icing equipment staged in autumn before it snows or freezes. And then you got the pond. The pond itself should get some attention too. As part of these tips, you know, I'm not forgetting the pond. Scoop out any debris from the pond interior that you can get to. Leaves, etc. And then I highly recommend putting some netting over your pond or water feature. During the fall, the leaves really come down in massive amounts. There are some days when there can be accumulations of leaves measuring in inches. They cover everything. It's a lot of leaves. Some leaves are small, two, three inches across. Some leaves are huge. I have oak trees in my area, again, New Jersey, that measure a foot long. No kidding, eight to nine inches across. These leaves are absolutely huge. And of course, I want to give some honorable mention. We're talking leaves a lot, but some honorable mention to acorns, walnuts, beech nuts, sweet gum, and numerous other trees that bombard us living below their canopies with large and sometimes painful nuts, fruits, and seeds during the fall as well. It's not just leaves here And the deciduous zones. It's all pretty amazing. It's quite a show Mother Nature provides us over those several weeks. But this falling of all this material can cause 100% problems. The most obvious is having tons of leaves and debris in the pond that will have to be cleared out come springtime, which is not desirable. It's a big job at that point. Um, Leaks are another issue. Leaf jams, debris jams, and other assorted PIAs can be rampant during the fall. It's for this very reason that God made pond netting. He had to do something on the eighth day. Thank God for that. Netting is a very useful tool during the autumn months and early winter. Um, Some pond keepers leave their netting over their pond during both autumn and winter. Winter. That is simply a personal preference for the pond keeper. I don't see any winter benefit to netting a pond. Once all the materials have come down off of the trees and the trees are bare. Uh, I don't keep a net on my pond. I like the open look. It's just my personal preference. There's no right or wrong to that. Netting comes in different gauges and tensile strengths. So when you go to get nets, know what you're looking for. Uh, You know, a net is not a net is not a net. Definitely get a net that is intended for pond use. Pond netting needs to be stretched tight and it needs to carry some load. So it needs to be strong. The netting typically found at box stores, bird netting, deer netting, it's not truly meant to be used as pond netting. It is, as stated, meant for use with birds or deer. More as a deterrent type of netting. They're not to carry any sort of leaf load, certainly not a wet leaf load. However, I have used it. Desperate times have called for desperate measures, and it was not terrible as long as it's used in a very light-duty type of application. But let one of those nets get full of leaves and then wet down with good rainstorm or a snowstorm, and all those leaves will bust right through that little light duty net right into your pond been there done that i don't want you guys to do it too so definitely seek out pond netting it's simply an amazon search away get the gauge that will be best for your pond if you have acorns and such getting the smaller openings on the net the smaller gauge netting would be advised as far as installing the netting um, it can get stretched tight over the pond, or it can be installed in a tented fashion using PVC pipe supports or numerous other methods. And of course, there are other various and assorted ways I see pond keepers covering their ponds. I'm just giving some general ideas here that any pond keeper can apply to take netting off a week or so after the trees are bare. And others will keep netting on. That, that's your choice. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever floats your boat. Um, when trees and plants are, are bare, um, your pond is at its most visible. If you have predator controls set up around your pond, um, whatever type of controls they are, generally speaking, it's good practice to move them around from time to time. Um, like decoys and, and stuff like that. Autumn is a really good time to reset them for best effect during winter months. Again, everything's bare, so you know you can kind of reset those and tweak your setup for your predator controls. Um, that's another tip I want to kind of pass along to you guys. And lastly, most most certainly not least, Is get that fire pit and that chimney ready. Get the outdoor furniture arranged. Grab a blanket and get ready to spend some amazing time outdoors by the pond. Um, Autumn is the most beautiful time of year to be outdoors. Keep it pondy. Yeah, I mean, especially during the autumn. Some chilly nights by the pond with a uh, nice hot chocolate or a deep glass of wine or whiskey. Don't forget the whiskey. Yes. Ponds are a great way to spend some very quality time with family and friends. There's no feature in a yard that can offer the level of connection with others that a pond does. And autumn is a perfect time of year to make that happen. Um, you know, I, I like throwing a good party and autumn is a great time of year, you know, when it's chilly and everybody can be outside and, um, I can tell you without any uh, pushing or nudging at every party by the end of the night, everybody is gathered around the pond. It's just, it's hilarious, but it happens every time. So autumn is a perfect time of year to be outside, make that happen. It can be a very challenging season for pond keepers. And I hope that this podcast has helped some of you pond keepers have a better plan for those autumn challenges. You know, feed your fish heavy in early autumn so they build those fat reserves they need for the difficult winter months. Take stock of your fish. Take inventory of your fish. Switch over to your low temperature food recipes. Um, Once fish show you they don't want to eat, you need to stop feeding them as well. Um, They'll usually stop eating before we stop feeding. Switch to low-temperature water treatments as well, not just the foods, but the water treatments. And if you're not using low-temperature formulas, you may be wasting your product and money. So don't do that. Don't know. Winterize your aquatic plants. Check out Episode 54 of the corpon Pond Water Garden Podcast to find out more about those processes. Um, and winterize your equipment. Set up your de-icing systems. Another cross-reference episode, Episode 56. For you all to check out and set up winter lighting. If you don't already have it, I'm telling you you'll love it. You'll thank me. You'll write me a letter. It'll be so nice. Make sure to clean up the inside of your pond before the winter months hit and uh, set up some netting over the pond during the fall. before the fall. You know we usually do that in October. The fall kind of comes late October. Um, do that before the fall. And uh, I highly recommend that for pond keepers who do experience the fall. So, you know, I want to take a moment to acknowledge in the world of pond, koi pond keeping um, the passing of Peter Waddington, uh, Waddy, as he was affectionately known. Peter is iconic in the world of koi ponds. He basically introduced the Western kind of Anglo world to the practice of koi keeping from Japan. Uh, he wrote the, the book Koi Kichi, uh, which I'm sure will be a collector's item now. And, um, you know, he's just a real interesting person. He was pretty crotchety on social media, but I still enjoyed him. And uh, I feel fortunate to have had Peter on my podcast. Uh, Peter Waddington was a guest, an esteemed guest, several years ago. And, um, you know, that episode, uh, this is like the cross-referencing episode of episodes. That episode was done on another platform. You're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. Um, That episode was done on another platform, so I don't even have an episode number to give you. Um, But if you'd like to hear that interview with Peter Waddington, just Google Pond Hunter Peter Waddington. Um, before rebranding, the podcast was called the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast, and Peter Waddington was a guest. So Pond Hunter Peter Waddington, and you can pull that up. You'll find that on Google pretty very easily. So you know everybody, thanks so much for joining me, spending some time with me. This is the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. Uh, I'm a pond professional. Been doing this stuff for a little over 25 years now, and um, I'm very happy to share my field experience with you and any way I can help you guys in your pond keeping experience to make it more enjoyable. I'm happy to do. If you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Um, my website is Full Service Aquatics, and we're based out of Summit, New Jersey. We take on projects just about anywhere, by the way. If you're thinking about a project, let us hook you up. We create beautiful, world-class koi ponds, water gardens, water features, and we'd be happy to work with you. My phone number is 908-277-6000. And again, FullServiceAquatics.com or LoveYourPond.com. Um, and always... In every episode, I encourage you guys to get to lo- know your local pond professional. Um, as stated earlier, if you're listening, chances are you have a pond. Find out who's the professional in your area. Get to know them. You know They're great people. You'll want to spend all your time with them, all your time. And if you can't find one, let me know. I'll help you. I can hook you up. Um, just reach out to me. You can find more of the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel, The Pond Hunter. On Facebook, my company page is Full Service Aquatics. Uh, Twitter at The Pond Hunter. And of course, on iTunes, you can find this podcast and on the Blog Talk Radio platform. Be good to each other, everybody. Share your pond-keeping passion with those around you. The world needs more pond keepers. That is no joke. And if you do enjoy this podcast, please share this, let others know. Um, I need your help to keep content like this coming out. And I would like to do that. And maybe even say hi, say hi to me, send me, send me uh, a thumbs up or something. So keep it pondy everybody. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. Peace, everybody. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter radio broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio, the Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. Yeah, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. Yes, I got waterfall. Take care, everybody, and we will see you next time.